Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to the Betting Pros NFL podcast brought to you by BetMGM. I'm your host, Dan Harris. You can find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. It is time for our early look at next week's lines, and with me to break it all down is Jason Logan, the Senior Managing Editor for Covers. You can find him on Twitter at CoversJLo. Jason, thanks again for coming on the show. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Pretty well. How about yourself? Not bad. How was week five for you, out of curiosity, in the uh, in the betting department? Week week five, I went a little lighter in week five. Uh, week four was not so good. Yeah. Week week five was a little hit and miss, uh, but I'm waiting on the Browns to come through tonight. So. All right. Well, we are recording this shortly before kickoff, so let's see if we can get you there so you can uh, <laughs> enjoy the game. I have a TV to yell at. Come I on. got it. I got it. We'll move you in and out real quick. All right. There so Jason, Jason and I are going to go through each game here on the slate for week six. We're going to be using the consensus odds over at bettingpros.com. That's just an aggregation of the odds that are available on the market. As always, there are going to be differences at the various sports books, so make sure you shop around for the best odds. And also, if you want to see how some of the top sports betting experts are leaning on any given bet at any given time, bettingpros.com is going to show you that too. All right, Jason, let's dive right in here with the Giants against the Patriots on Thursday night. Right now, I've seen the spread move all the way up to 17. I checked earlier today. It was about 16 and a half. And the over-under down to 42 and a half, uh, down from 44 and a half. I don't think I've seen anything on whether or not Saquon Barkley is actually going to play, but it it does sound like Sterling Shepard's probably going to miss this game. I don't know if that accounts for the move, but what do you think about the line? Yeah, I mean, they're down to, what, their third string running back right now? Yeah, John um, Hilleman, I, I believe. Is that it? Who knows at that point? Um, Barkley wasn't pads practicing last week. I mean, these guys are kind of superheroes in the way they can come back. But this one's moved almost a field goal um, since the opener. Some of the look-ahead lines had minus 14, now up to minus 17. It's, it's again, it's that uh, Belichick versus rookie QB. So I think if I have my numbers correct... Um, Patriots versus rookie QBs at home under Belichick. So that's since 2000, 11 and no straight up seven and four against the spread. Okay. Well, that, that's certainly something that, uh, portends good things for the Patriots. Um, yeah. now the one thing is the Patriots are dealing with, you know, some minor injuries to themselves. You know, Philip Dorsett, said, I, it sounds like it's a minor ankle injury. Uh, Rex Burkhead may again, miss this game. They started out kind of slow, oddly enough against the they Redskins, did. right? They yeah. didn't look great. And then they wound up, you know, and I know, cause I live in new England. So my entire, uh, <laughs> my in-laws were not happy and I'm like watching the jets get destroyed by the Eagles. So it, it's not a happy Sunday for me, but, uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's at, you know, Thursday games. I don't know how much more this is going to move at this point. Um, but certainly, and the over-under has dropped by, at least when I checked it earlier, by two points as well. So sounds like they, uh, they seem good. Do you have, do you see any value right now in the early line at 17 or 42 and a half, or is that about where it is? Boy, I mean, is there, yeah, it, that's a tough one. I mean, if you, if you got that early, the 14, uh, good on you, but, uh, now that it's moving up, I mean, I expect it to probably move up. I'm not the only one that's going to spit off these Belichick sort of stats and everyone's going to play into that. And if Saquon Barkley doesn't play. Um, I think that's probably worth another half point, you know, as the public kind of jumps on that too. So, I mean, 17, 17 is still, I mean, if you want to do the, the football math, still 17 is still kind of a key number. Um, so to say that it might be value to get the Pats at minus 17 right now, it seems funny coming out of my mouth, but it might actually be the right play. Um, the, however, like you said, they started slow. Brady didn't look good against the Bills. He didn't look great against the first half here uh, against the, there was the Jets last week. Correct? No, sorry. 
No, was Redskins. This Redskins. Athlete. It, might, yeah, yep. it could have been it's anyone at that thing, point. It's the same thing, man. The Redskins, yeah. the Jets, the Dolphins, all the Yeah, same. I ring them on. That's right. The Redskins uh, started off slow, and then they but they make those second-half adjustments. It was more Sony Michelle than anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you want to say, well, okay, maybe they stick with Sony Michelle, maybe they stick with the run game, then it doesn't a lot for that amount of points to be scored to cover the spread. But we've seen this defense do work, too. So this defense yeah. can put up points as well, too. So now that it is 17, and knowing that it is a short week, and probably you don't want to run back Saquon Barkley from a high ankle sprain. Uh, yeah, the Pats minus 17 might be as, as good as it gets right now. Yeah, I think if I was going to make a play at this point, it would be on the Pats. Uh, if anything, I think it might move, I guess, possibly a little higher. But this is probably, in my mind, where it's going to settle. And if I'm forced to bet some way, it's probably on the Patriots. But these big lines, man, I hate them. I, You know, the fact that this is just every week you're going to get these these monstrous lines. What just, happened to parody? I know, I know. It's crazy. Well, a little more parody here with our next game in London, Panthers versus Buccaneers. I actually did not realize, you told me before we uh, started recording, that this is, uh, unlike this past week with the Raiders, uh, and the Bears. This is actually going to be at 9.30, which just makes me happy because it's all day Sunday football. Uh, the Panthers here are laying two and a half. Uh, the first time I looked, it was at one and a half. I don't know what the look at line was, but when I looked at it early, uh, I think last night, it was at Panthers laying one and a half. They're laying two and a half now, and it's moved the over-under up two points from 46 and a half to 48 and a half. This is a rough stretch here for the Bucks. This is basically their third straight road game, even though, yeah. they're, the, right, even though they're the home team. I don't, th- I don't think they play a home game until we 10 I, th- I believe the, the the bucks and the raiders are kind of on that same yeah. uh highway to hell it's like 49 days without a, a home game yeah meanwhile the panthers i mean they've they've kind of righted the ship a bit here uh with you know kyle allen who's kind of you know relative more accurate than cam newton was christian mccaffrey not a normal human being so well, has he- two working legs so yeah. that helps <laughs> That is. So how do you feel here? Panthers laying two and a half at the moment over under 48 and a half. Yeah. This is kind of uh, Tampa Bay's run defense, which is uh, giving up only 3.1 yards per carries versus McCaffrey. And this might as well be the Carolina McCaffrey's because that's how this guy has put the team on his shoulder. Um, But they did a good job against McCaffrey in week two. I mean, this is kind of a this is a rematch, a rare rematch already. Right. 37 yards on 16 carries in week two. The Panthers defense looked good. Uh, against Minshew there last week, got some pressure on him, forced some fumbles. Uh, they have 20 sacks on the season. The Bucks allowed 18 sacks already this year. We know that that Jameis Winston isn't the best decision maker when under pressure, so I could see why the line has swung such a such uh, so much. I've seen it uh, open a, around a pick. Yep. Um, but like you said, three three road games in in three weeks for this Bucks team is that's tough. And then you got to go across the pond, and that's just a whole. It's a whole other hornet's nest. There's so much, uh, so many logistics and everything behind those. I those I hate I hate betting on Bucks games. I really do because you <laughs> do, you don't know what which Jameis Winston is going to show up, right? And, that, mean, and that's exactly what happened last week. You know, exactly. They, they looked terrible on Sunday. The week before, he was a, a golden fantasy god. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think for me right now, I'd probably lean towards the Panthers, but it's just not a game that I feel comfortable with. I like them in that first game. I think they were laying six and a half, and they would have won that game, maybe not covering the spread had Newton. Been basically been able to throw the ball i'm with you on these early games i love the the english the english breakfast games right bangers 
smash some beans with the (laughs) eggs and toast? Absolutely. Can't go wrong. Uh, Let's move on here to Texans and Chiefs. This one, uh, you've seen a load of movement in. I mean, I checked last night, so I don't even know what the look-ahead line was, but last night, the consensus odds were minus eight. Right now, it's all the way down to minus five. Now, I get you've got some issues here with the Chiefs after last night. Patrick Mahomes dealing with the ankle injury. It doesn't, it's obviously not going to keep him out or anything like that, but it's limiting him. Sammy Watkins now dealing with a hamstring injury on top of the shoulder. Chris Jones suffered a groin strain and is going to miss the game. Xavier Williams sprained his ankle. He might play. Maybe Tyreek Hill comes back. Meanwhile, the Texans put up a big number over beating down on the Falcons. How do you feel here? Chiefs now minus five over under still high 55 and a half. Yeah, this one, this one had to move off of sharp money because it was eight um, around noon today. It was right. still like eight, seven and a half. And then boom, instantly within, I think within a half an hour, it dropped to five. So that's, that's big play coming in kind of, uh, you know, hedging those injuries. Yeah. Kind of want to get ahead of the, get, get ahead of those injuries. And could this be, you know, the, the betting public falling out of favor with Kansas city. They had a tough game in, in Detroit, didn't cover there. And then they, they get rolled by the Colts. And it, it may be that you look at what the Lions and the Colts did. Did they build, build the blueprint for beating the chiefs? And uh, I talked about it today with, with Patrick Everson, who's our senior writer in Las Vegas, and said that with this Chiefs defense, you know they're bad. You know they're going to give up yards. But you can't, if, you, if you're the offense, you can't be too greedy that you just blow through them and then give the ball back to Mahomes. And yeah, that's, I, what the, that's what the Lions and Colts have done. They've been really, really methodical with it. The, the Detroit ran 186 yards on 35 carries. Time of possession was almost 34 minutes. And then the Colts ran 100. Uh, and 80 yards on 45 carries time of possession was over 37 minutes you know the problem though is that the texans aren't really built to run an offense like that right i mean they, they don't have i mean they have you know they, they have success running the ball so far yes. generally speaking with hyde and duke johnson but they're they're the type of team that you know you you turn around and you come back and you know deshaun watson's you know busted off a 50 yard run or he's thrown right. you know right so it's yep. it's almost like a, an odd you know way to to attack them but this really i mean with their injuries this is really something that's going to be interesting i know they lost yesterday but arrowhead of course is still a difficult place to play yeah. do you think it's Oddly, do you think it's going to drop lower than minus five, or is this basically where you expect maybe? I, you know, five being that dead number, and they've already just blown through so many key numbers. I don't yep. think it's going to come down too yeah. much further than this. I mean, you saw it go through seven and a half, and seven, and six and a half, and yeah. six, and so five seems to be that dead number, that safe number right now until they get some more, um, until they get some more information. Yeah, uh, you need to remember too that usually limits at the sports books are a little bit lower earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they open these odds. So, I mean, it, while it is sharp money coming in, they they may be okay. I mean, that's a pretty dramatic move. I, you know, at least for me, I know you've been doing this for a while, but three points um, this early, right off the bat, especially when there are these limits um, coming on, it, it, it kind of shocked me to see it go three points without the the major injury, you know, to, to a major offensive lineman or someone like Mahomes. So I was a little bit surprised on this one. All right, Jason, let's move on to our next game. Seahawks at the Browns. Browns are laying two and a half and the over under is at 47. So we're recording this uh, before, I guess, the Browns game has just started. So we don't know what's going to happen tonight. But I was a little bit surprised about this one. Just the Browns have looked a little disjointed. I know they looked good last week against the Ravens, but the Seahawks have looked pretty strong. I mean, they, you know, not not great. They they have their defense has been a little leaky, but certainly the offense has been great. So I honestly expected this to be closer to maybe like a pick them. I know it doesn't matter that much when you're below sort of the key number of three, but I'm a little bit surprised here by the Browns laying two and a half and the over under at 47. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's still uh, a lot to be said here with the Monday night game. 
Um, there were a lot of positives coming out of Cleveland here. Over the last two games, even the last three games, um, the defense starting to really pick up, starting to get stingy. Fantastic special teams, really pinning teams back. They've got that strapping Scottish punter pinning guys way back in the end zone, giving, giving the defense a, a good helping hand as well, too. Um, but like you said, this one's still up in the air. But you know they're they're back home after two straight on the road. They had had played, I believe, three road games in four weeks. So a tough stretch. They get to come back home and you know give this crowd what they've been waiting for for a long time now. Seattle though doing a lot of things right, limiting opponents on third downs. Uh, I think twenty nine percent of the last three games. Time of possession. They're they're chewing up the clock. They're running the football. Um, they're not giving away the ball too. They got five takeaways. Russell Wilson, no interceptions. He's probably the most, it depends on where you're betting and if you're a Seahawks fan or not, but he's probably the most annoying player to watch if you're betting against him, because there's so many times in which you're cheering, you're mid cheer for a sack and all of a sudden Wilson slips out. I mean, he's playing, he's, he's earning all that money. He's playing at an MVP caliber right now. Um, again, there's so much to be left to be said here for Cleveland, uh, Monday night, but yeah, Seattle just looks really, really good right now. Yeah. And really one of the reasons why I was surprised is, you know, the, the Browns are playing right now. It's Monday night. It's going to be a short week. Meanwhile, Seattle is basically playing off a mini buy here where they, they played on Thursday. So they have extra rest. And yeah, to your point about Wilson at a hundred percent, correct. I mean, the throw, the touchdown throw that he oh made my to God. Lockett on Thursday night, not, not, I wasn't normal. even, I wasn't even not... upset and I had the Rams. <laughs> I had the Rams plus two. And I wasn't even upset. I was like, that was right. a pretty damn nice throw. Yeah, well, you wound up winning anyway, so so that's all good. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think it's probably going to depend um, on tonight's game because, again, if the Browns come out and they look really strong again, then then things have probably changed, and maybe that, that line's correct. And I think the line is set kind of where, where it can move right now. Sure. Off yep. of that, so if they have a bad performance, they can kind of maybe tick it down. Yep. If they look good, it can go up to the touchdown. Or sorry, the field goal. Absolutely. All right, let's move on here to the Bengals at the Ravens. Uh, this one, when I first checked, was the Ravens laying 10. It has moved to currently Ravens laying 11 and a yeah. half. Uh, the over-under has moved half a point up to 48 from 47 and a half. Now, look, the Ravens, they have not looked particularly impressive lately. They didn't against the Steelers necessarily. They just lost Tony Jefferson. Marquise Brown is dealing with an ankle injury. They barely squeaked by the Steelers. But really, on the other side, you have the Bengals, which is basically a pure dumpster fire at this point. So, I mean, are we going to keep... Is this sharp money, by the way, do you think, that's moving it up from 10 to 11 and a half? Um, I mean, usually early money is sharp money to begin with. But it's, they're, they're, there's a lot of injuries to the Cincinnati team right now. This is a team that likes to throw the ball on 70% of snaps, and they don't have any wide receivers yet left. It's right. like Green's gone, Ross is gone, Alec Erickson out with a concussion. Yeah, uh, It's basically Tyler Boyd and... Um, Auden Tate. Yeah, and then the, yeah, they're going to be bringing some guys out of the out of the stands to catch some balls. Here. Yeah, um, but it, it like you said, it, the Ravens haven't looked great. It's a possible look ahead spot for them because they have Seattle next week. They go to Seattle. Um, they haven't covered a spread in four weeks since the massacre against Miami there. Right. And I actually i've I've liked the Bengals this season. I've actually bet them three times on the road, uh, and they've gone two and one for me. And they've been a good bet on the road. So since two thousand seven. They're thirteen and six ATS on the road, yep. and they're eleven and six ATS as a road dog. However, that Monday night game against the Steelers just completely soured me. Here, they got gashed uh, on the ground by Arizona as well. Too gave up two hundred sixty six yards, and that's exactly what the Ravens are going to do. They're just going to run it down their throats. 
you know, do they do the Ravens take their their foot off the gas at the end? I don't know. It's a divisional game. I, I guess I would have to lean Ravens here, but since the line is ticking upward and gone through the key numbers there, I, I just I don't want to touch it. Yeah, I hate this line. I, I'm not going anywhere near it. And I agree. Yeah, I love the Bengals on the road. I bet them. You know, especially when they were against the Bills and in Week Two getting six. Um, which they covered, uh, you know, Andy Dalton in primetime. You never know, uh, you know, uh, for that <laughs> Monday night game. That's a little scary. This one is not in primetime, but I agree. This is a game where, I, look, if I if I had to, you know, sort of lay a position, it would probably be on the Ravens if it's going to stay at 11 and a half, but it is not something where I'm looking to bet. Um, it's just something where you could easily see, you know, sort of like the Cardinals not in the same way, but they were way ahead and they just kind of eased up a little bit and in the end almost wound up losing that game. Um, and Bengals have, Bengals have been strong in the second half of games here, yeah. so it could be a dirty backdoor cover yeah talk to me on like sunday at like 12 55 all right we'll do an emergency <laughs> podcast then. <laughs> and i'll be like yeah of course I've been the <laughs> no absolutely yeah it's a little it's a little tough but i i agree it's just not one that i particularly like uh, before, if it keeps ticking upwards, then maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I if if you get if you get a few more numbers up there for for the Ravens, I I may bite the bullet here and go with the Bengals because you do. <laughs> you're right. I, they are very good against the spread um, when they're on the road. So, uh, the game against the Steelers, notwithstanding. But uh, anyway, before we move on, uh, I want to tell everybody about the sponsor of today's show, BetMGM. You know about BetMGM already, and in particular, the BetMGM Sports app because it's the easiest and the best way to place a bet if you are in the state of New Jersey. Just search for and download the BetMGM Sports app on your phone or visit BetMGM.com, sign up for an account, and you can place a bet right from your home. And once you sign up for an account, you'll want to pay attention because BetMGM offers boosted bets and promotions across all their major sports. I talk about this all the time, but in Daniel Jones' first game against the Bucks, they had dropped the odds to him throwing even a single touchdown pass to even money. That was ordinarily at minus 375. So you could have made a nice profit there, which of course he did throw more than one touchdown pass. They also let you track your bets in real time and they offer early cash outs where you can settle a bet before the game ends to lock in your winnings or cut your losses. And if you sign up right now, you can get a free $500 bet. Here's the deal. When you download the BetMGM Sports app and you sign up using our promo code Harris, that's my last name, Harris, then your first bet of up to $500 is risk free. If you lose, BetMGM is going to credit you the amount you lost up to $500 for future wagers. So just download the app and use the promo code Harris to claim the promotion. And you can go to betmgm.com for further details. You must be 21 years or older. And although you can sign up and easily deposit money anywhere, you have to be in the state of New Jersey to place a sports bet. Visit betmgm.com for the full list of terms and conditions. And if you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Jason, let's move on here to the Saints at the Jaguars. Saints are laying one at this point. The over-under is 44-and-a-half. A pretty impressive showing by the Saints against the Bucks, taking the reins off Teddy Bridgewater. Jags is a tough game against the Panthers. Still looks like Jalen Ramsey is going to be out here. What do you think? Saints, uh, Saints laying one, over-under at 44-and-a-half. Yeah, it's been the, with the Gardner Minshew show the last couple of weeks, and he was great and then horrible at times during Carolina. He's got a, and he really showed his kind of his rookie stripes in that game. There were times in which he should have thrown away the ball, but he tried to make a little too much out of whatever. Uh, and he had those three fumbles, and it killed me. I was on the Jags this weekend, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but it was a tough spot for them too. They were playing back to back road games. Uh, that was that three and four weeks for them as well too. But the Saints' defense is really starting to show up. Yeah, um, they had. The, I thought while well, they only had the one, they had one big sack against Dallas. They got good pressure on Prescott. They had six sacks against the Bucks. Um, and if they can bring the heat here, I think they're going to be okay. And the, the rushing defense stepping up as well too. They only gave up three point six yards per carry over their last three games. 
Uh, and that includes Seahawks and Cowboys as well, too. Two teams, two teams that really uh, hit the ground running. Uh, yeah. Fournette, you know, they might be able to take away Fournette and kind of put it on the shoulders of this of this team. It's, it seems crazy. But, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is is doing just enough to keep them safe. He's not hurting them. And, yeah. uh, and the defense just, uh, after a terrible start of the season, seems to be picking it up. Yeah, I think this line's going to move a little bit towards the Saints. I mean, it, it was a pick 'em when I first looked at it, and now it's minus one. I think you're—I don't think you're going to get close to the, you know, three or anything. I don't think you're going to hit the key number, but I think it's going to go towards the Saints, and I kind of like it there. You know, if you if you can get it at minus one, I, I kind of like it. I think the Jags are just kind of the wheels are falling off a little bit here, especially with Jalen Ramsey going to be out. And again, yeah, the Saints can stop the run, so I think they'll stop Fournette. And as good as Minshew has been, generally speaking, um, you know, I, I think asking him to win a game, especially when you can have Lattimore maybe take out Chark or something like that gonna be a little tough so I like the Saints here and I'd probably get in on it early because I think I'd expect the line to continue to move towards the Saints let's move on here at the Eagles at the Vikings Vikings are laying two and a half it was three actually uh, and the over under is at 44 I don't know about you man I still kind of feel like the Vikings are a little undervalued here I thought they mm-hmm. were against the Giants I like them uh, with that spread uh, below three I, I really like it I, I expected it to climb because the Eagles they beat the Jets easily but their offense didn't look particularly great it was mostly their defense so Vikings two and a half over under 44 what do you think yeah that's right they, they haven't looked good and, and the slow starts you know, still kind of haunt this Eagles team here too but I mean you look at what, the, what they had against the Jets they had two defensive scores because so kind of puffs up that stat line they didn't pass well they didn't run well um and they've found themselves in routinely tight games here it was a five-point game against washington four-point game against atlanta three points against detroit and it was seven points with a win over green bay which was a big character win for them right um but still that was that was a tight game it was a seven-point game for just about the entire fourth quarter yeah um nothing's really come easy for them I, i i look at them i agree with you on this one I think the Vikings do have the better offense, or at least the more consistent offense. The way they've been able to run the football, they kind of they, they 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 squeak a wheel, got a little bit of the grease with oh, the wide you receivers. You knew getting... that was coming. But you knew, you knew was it was coming early. But they did they did it early on, and yeah. then they got right back to the running game and pounded out. I think they I think they do have the better defense. Yet only three at home, like you said. Yep. Um, and if you look at the vig around this game too, like this, this afternoon, it was minus it was Vikings minus three flat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that that tells me that, you know, should this one go to minus two and a half, I'm going to take the Vikes right away. Yeah. Right now, the consensus is at two and a half. So, you know, you obviously could get it at some sports books at this point. If you can, I agree. I jump all over that. The one thing is the Eagles are pretty good against the run. But, you know, the, the, the Vikings showed that they can pass in, in this game. They finally opened it up a little bit. So I really like them at home. Um, I don't see much of a letdown coming in here. I think they know they mm-hmm. got to keep moving it. So. I like them. If you can get it below three, even at three, I think I like them. But um, I'm surprised that it, it, at least the consensus odds, appear to have dropped from three to two and a half. I, I'll, I'll admit I'm actually checking my Facebook yeah. accounts to see. You've got to have like an alert to, set to up, see. right? I, well, actually, well, I'm not going to I'll, I'll plug our new app, but we do have an, uh, an app that uh, can alert uh, to those sort of things. Yeah. Well, yeah. see if you could find it at two and a half. Uh, I don't, let me see. Hold on very quickly. Let me I'm see if sh- I could see where it I'm is. shopping it as we speak. Isn't yeah, that terrible? I'm just get... like, mm, no, 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 that's okay. That's okay, pure, like... that's pure degen shit. Right there. It looks like it's two and a half, uh, based on our consensus at DraftKings. So if you can get in on there, it's apparently two and a half there. It's two and a half at sugar house this is just fun this is just two degenerates by the way sitting here thinking where we can get the best odds so i yeah, hope now you need now i i am i am located in the great white north of canada ah so we do not have all those pennsylvania and new uh-huh. jersey sports books however i do have all the filthy online books at my okay. disposal 
Fantastic. We'll keep looking. And if you can get it at two and a half, we'll, we'll be all over that. I'm That's just what... seeing threes. I'm seeing threes across all right. the board here. All right. Well, I got to go to New Jersey. Come to hop. the States. Come I got to hop. States. I got to gas up the Honda Odyssey and uh, <laughs> get my butt over the border. Perfect. All right. You look real cool moving in there to the sports books. we like, give me everything on two and a half. All right. Let's move on to another game that's going to show us essentially how many gamblers there are uh, in the country or in Canada, of course, <laughs> with the Redskins at the Dolphins. Redskins here are laying three and a half. The over-under is at 41. I, I don't know. I, to me, this line's crazy. I, I mean, I get that the Dolphins are terrible and mm. that they kind of, you know, but the Redskins are in complete disarray at this point. I'm yeah. not even sure the Redskins should be favored. At, yeah, and no, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, Patrick and I discussed this one today, and I said, I think the wrong team is favored here. Yeah. I think it really comes down to is do you trust the tank or not? Right. Is Miami actively tanking? And if, if you think they are, then by all means, bet the Redskins. But I made that mistake a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it's still still a sour taste. But if you look at if you look at these teams right now, like you said, like the QB situation is is a mess. Gruden's gone. It's a mess. Um, and then you've got Miami coming off a bye week, and they actually have the better QB situation. Josh Rosen has looked okay over the yes. last few weeks. Like he's he had a good day against the Chargers, seventeen to twenty four. Uh, and he's playing with like zero offensive line. Defenses know that he's passing it because the Dolphins are trailing by 21. And then he has wide receiver core that has the worst butterfingers in the league. I've never yes. seen so many just spot on passes get dropped. Right. No, I, I completely agree. I mean, I guess the one thing is it's a variable with, uh, you know, Gruden gone. And it, it's something where we don't know how the team's going to react. Maybe somehow they rally around. But I agree. When I saw that this was especially over three, I was shocked. I expected this to be maybe a pick of maybe this, Redskins. This was the first bet I made of the week. Yeah. Was okay, Dolphins, good. Was Dolphins plus three. Uh, and then you know what I did? I went, uh, I'm waiting for it because I don't think it was out at the time. I'll have to go back and check. Was the first half spread? Oh, that's a good idea. Because you protect against the tanks, and they may actually, and and the Dolphins have played okay in in the, the right. early workings of the game. They were down ten uh, seven the first quarter against the Chargers. They were losing seventeen ten at the half. Uh, they were down ten three to the to the Cowboys in the first quarter. They were down ten six at the half. So they haven't been terrible, yeah, by any means in the first thirty minutes. And if you do actively think that they're tanking, then go ahead and you know grab them plus two or plus one and a half or whatever they kind of put that that first half line at. And then the great thing is that you don't have to watch the rest of this terrible football game. That it's brilliant, frankly. You can it's just get on. You can get on with your day, and you know. it, it's a brilliant strategy. <laughs> but I think for right now, if we're forced to bet it, we, you and I both like the Dolphins getting three and a half, which makes me feel disgusting. But I'm I'm willing to go with it for now. Nice. 49ers at the Rams. Rams here are laying four. Originally, I think I saw might have been at five, but it's come down. Um, over under at 49. I mean, I guess, you know, we'll see how the 49ers look tonight uh, as it's going on. They've looked pretty impressive early on, I think. Um, yeah, they're, the, they're killing me. They're killing me. <laughs> the Rams have not looked great uh, in recent weeks. They've lost to the Bucks And the Seahawks, the offensive line is struggling. And in turn, so is Jared Goff, Brandon Cooks dealing with the concussion. So what do you think here? Rams minus four. You think given how the 49ers look tonight, we haven't seen the end of the game. Is this going to move uh, further towards the 49ers? Uh, if they if they do win, yeah, honestly, yeah, I mean they're undefeated. Um, they and and they go in and, and come off the bye uh, with a strong performance. The Rams, a crazy stat about the Rams. You know the Rams are the only NFL team without a first quarter touchdown this season. Really, the only team without a first quarter touchdown. 
of the Rams. Yes, that actually, now that I'm thinking back at all their games, yeah, wow. Goff has been incredibly slow. 57% uh, completion rate in the first quarter, 257 total yards just in the first quarter. Uh, Teams kind of doing the same thing that they're doing to the Chiefs, doing it to the Rams here in the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. They've they've dominated time of possession. Um, And then the Rams have also been terrible trying to get them off the field on third downs, which is something that was a strength of this team last year. Uh, like I said, I, I, I'm still waiting to see the final of this San Francisco game before I kind of go all in here. Sure. But, um, but yeah, the Rams have have no, at least not looked good in the early workings of the games. And if, if San Francisco gets off to a quick start like they are here against the Browns tonight, um, then you know the Rams are forced to throw that football. Todd Gurley showed flashes of of goodness there in his last game. He had a couple. Uh, a couple mistakes here and there but yeah he did fumble um but he had the two touchdowns and he had a couple of good runs but his overall i mean not that yards per carry is really the measure but it wasn't great overall i'm still waiting kind of to see him the big thing was he dominated the snap so he's going to play uh more the malcolm brown experiment is silly but i agree if the if the 49ers you know finish this game you you don't know how it's going to look but if they do i mean i'm going to expect this to move closer to three um as we get there because the Rams really have not looked great. Let's move on here to the Falcons at the Cardinals. Falcons currently at minus two. They were minus one when I looked early on. The over-under has jumped to 52. It was at 49. Uh, it's a little uh, surprising to me. I mean, well, I guess not now that it's now that it's minus two. That, that's really what I thought. When I first looked at minus one, as it's trending towards the Falcons, that's kind of what I thought. I mean, I get that, you know, the Cardinals had their first win over the Bengals and the Falcons' defense is terrible. But, you know, I, I'm, I guess I'm a, a little surprised. I, I kind of expected it to be a little more towards the Falcons. But now that it, it's trending that way, that, that makes a little more sense to me. I don't know about you. Yeah, it's the hot seat game for Dan Quinn. Right. If he doesn't win this game, I think I think the axe has to fall. Yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, I feel, you know, again, they've had tons of injuries on the defense. Uh, Ken O'Neill being out. But I kind of expect them to rally. I just, I don't trust the Cardinals, man. I mean, as yeah. much as, you know, to, to win the game, I think the Falcons win it. And if you, you know, if you think the Falcons are going to win it, then you probably think the Falcons are going to win it. Possible letdown for Kingsbury and these guys after their first win. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that there, And then I, I, David Johnson has back issues. Correct. That's um, right. Said he couldn't sit down, and I've, I've had back issues. And as someone that just purchased a brand new office chair, it's this is nice. This is nice and cushy <laughs> right now. But I've had, I've had those back issues where you can't sit down because it's sciatic pain and stuff like that. And if that's what it is, then that's deep-rooted. That's like uh, bulging disc type stuff yes and i am a giant human so i also have back problems and i agree <laughs> it's hard when you really when you hit one and again chase edmonds is not going to get it done it's unclear if christian kirk is going to play so this strikes me as a game where the falcons are absolutely desperate if they have any you know belief at all in dan quinn and i think they're going to come out firing so i think more money is going to come in on the falcons i think the line will probably move not get up to three but and they scored to... a ton of points yeah yeah they... houston they just allowed a, a lot more right and they'll put up a ton of points that's why the over-unders at 52 they'll put up a ton of points i don't think they'll give up quite the uh, offensive explosion to the Cardinals that they did against the Texans. Uh, before we finish up with our last couple of games, I do want to remind everyone about our September contest where we were giving away a signed Alvin Kamara helmet. We have extended it until October 13th, so you've got a few more days to get in there. Now, uh, to be entered into the contest, all you have to do is leave a review for the show on iTunes or Stitcher and send a screenshot of that review to contest at bettingpros.com. takes two seconds to do it, and you're automatically entered into this and all future contests. So go ahead and do it. 
All right, your Cowboys, if I remember correctly, right? At yeah, my at moment. my Jets, uh, Cowboys right now are <laughs> laying eight and a half. It was at seven. The over under is at forty three and a half. Here's my take on it. You go ahead with it. If Sam Darnold plays, I'm going to feel disgusting, but I think I kind of like the Jets if the number is going to stay at eight and a half. Now I don't know if this is going to move dramatically once we find out about Darnold's sense. If it's Falk, I'm all over the Cowboys. It doesn't yeah. matter because the defense is going to do it, and I assume. The, the number will move uh, substantially. But if it's at eight and a half with Darnold, I kind of like the Jets. Is that crazy? No, it's not crazy. I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, you know, they, they've and the defense has played very, very well for the Jets. Yep. Very, very well. Yeah. Uh, they're physical. They get after it. eight takeaways on the season. The problem is, is that when they're playing offense, they're still playing defense. <laughs> Correct. I, you know what I mean? Like, yes. it's like, uh, just don't, just don't do, don't, just don't screw anything up. Right. And yet and they still do they, screw things yeah, up. They still screw it up. Yeah. yeah. And then the Cowboys play Philly next week as well, too. So that's a big, a uh, big um, look ahead spot for them there. Uh, turnovers have just killed the Cowboys here. They had two crucial fumbles in that game against the Saints. It was a tight game, and that made the difference. Witten fumbled, uh, and then Zeke fumbled. Uh, and then Dak was all over the place there yesterday with those turnovers. And they still, you know, they still had a chance at the end of the game. Had they not had those turnovers, had they had taken care of the, the football, probably a different result. But you've got a very dangerous Jets team here. And if they do get Darnold back, it, it actually gives them a little teeth on offense. Wow, that's the first time I've ever heard anybody call the Jets dangerous, so I really appreciate it. But, yeah, I mean, look, they their cornerback situation is, is not good. So, you know, I'm sure that Dak's going to be able. But they, they stop the run fairly well. They can get pressure on the quarterback, uh, especially if C.J. Mosley uh, does come back for this. So I'm inclined to agree. I think, you know, all this talk about the Jets, they've been terrible. But anybody would be terrible with Luke Falk at quarterback. So if Darnold comes back... I kind of lean towards the Jets. Sounds like you do too. So, uh, but again, we're going to see where this line goes um, once we learn the health of Darnold. Um, Titans at the Broncos. Broncos here laying two and a half. The over and under is at thirty eight and a half. It was at forty. It's come down a bit. I want you to know that uh, there is no team I hate more than the Titans. Um, just oh, because. Oh, thank you for. Do you <laughs> agree? Oh my god! I was just about to say, there's no way in hell I'm betting this game because the goddamn Tennessee Titans. I said to a guy the other day uh, that I work with. I said the Tennessee t- betting on the Tennessee Titans is like watching my 14-year-old load the dishwasher. It's the most frustrating <laughs> frustrating goddamn thing to sit through because he means well and yeah. they're trying really hard but yeah. oh, man at the end at the end of it I've got to do the whole dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, I took them laying three to the Bills. Um, I thought that they were going to, and it, you know, it, really they should have won that game. They had four missed field goals. And the fact that they released Cairo Santos is of just no consolation. So I, I agree for me, you know, in, in, in Denver is never an easy place to play no matter what. Um, and they're coming off that big win. It's just not, a, I'm just not going to bet this at all. I, I don't have any faith, um, you know, in them whatsoever. It sounds like you don't either. So let's that's, just move. That's the one advantage we have over the bookmakers is that they have to set odds for every <laughs> single game, but we can pick and choose which ones we want to bet. And we're going to choose to avoid this one let's move on to the Steelers at the Chargers uh this was five and a half it's now six and a half the over under was 43 and a half it's now 41 and a half I assume that you know bookmakers are basically reacting to the Mason Rudolph injury and and preparing for Devlin Hodges it doesn't I mean I'm not a doctor but given how hard he was hit it's going to shock me if Rudolph is able to recover in time to play for this so I think you're probably looking at Devlin Hodges right that Chargers predictably lay this egg uh, against Denver when they come in, when it was all set up for them to sort of go. So how do you feel out of curiosity, assuming that Hodges starts Chargers laying six and a half over under 41 and a half? I mean, it's under the key number right now. So that might be the best it's going to get. Once the once the injury reports finally roll out, you're going to see a reaction to it. 
Uh, Chargers seven and three ATS in their last ten off a loss, which is just classic Chargers for you. Yes. It's just up and down and up and down. So I would say if you if you are leaning towards the favorite in this one, I don't think it's going to get any better than this. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Because, I mean, right now it's possible. You don't know about Mr. Murdoch. He was released from the hospital, so maybe they're thinking. But I'm going to be shocked if he's going to play. It's going to be Devlin Hodges, and I think they're going to come out angry. And right now, below the key number of seven, I think is if you like the Chargers like I do, you got to hop all over it if you're yeah. if you're in line with them. So let's move on to our final game, Lions at Packers. Really interesting one here. Uh, the Packers were originally favored by six. They're now favored by four and a half. The over-under was 46.5. Now it's 47. Uh, some injuries to the Packers secondary here. It sounds like Darnell Savage is, is going to be okay. I think Kevin King probably is going to be okay. It's unclear if Devontae Adams is going to play in this one. But, you know, the line's off a of bye. What do you think? They've been impressive so far. Packers laying 4.5 over-under 47. Yeah, I like the Lions coming into the season. I thought they were going to be much more improved on defense under Matt Patricia in year two. And they lost so many key pieces of this offense at the end of last year um, that you really didn't get a fair shake. Uh, and see what they could do. And this is a team that can hit the home run, which is great. And it's funny to come into a matchup where Detroit and Green Bay plays, and you're like, you know what? This is the home run team, is the Detroit Lions. Because what we saw from what, we, what we've seen from Green Bay is, is a, you know, this, uh, they dominated Dallas on the ground. A little shorter, uh, shorter, quicker passes. You want to know another crazy stat here? Aaron Rodgers does not have a fourth quarter touchdown pass. Yeah, I was thinking last. And is week, he not the king of fourth quarter touchdown? Passes? I, they they have completely taken just it through. If you took at the season as a whole, they basically stopped playing in the second half. They barely had scored points. Right coming in, I I don't really get it. Yeah, it's it it, it has to make you worry if you are laying uh, with with the cheeseheads right now. One point eight points in the final 15 minutes of action so far on the season they did i think they put up i think they put up 14 in the fourth quarter sorry in the third quarter versus the cowboys but they're still only averaging 5.6 points in the third quarter yeah so definitely definitely one of those you know check out the derivative odds for that one yeah i mean for me right now i kind of lean towards the lions coming off the bye i I was a little surprised the cowboys didn't just run nonstop. it's almost felt like they outthought themselves a little bit at the beginning where they went to the pass a little too much i thought they could have just ran zeke exactly exactly and they still they had what they ran the ball 21 times they had 121 yards rushing that's almost that's what 5.8 yards per carry yeah right and you know Um, matt patricia really deep down wants to just kind of control the ball and and run it and sort of have that even though they are explosive because matt stafford is not playing with a broken back anymore so they do have the big playability but i think uh you know you're 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 going to see a lot of carry on Johnson, and I think you know with it being four and a half, I, I love I loved it at six. Uh, I still like it at four and a half. If it if it keeps coming down, I'll be a little nervous. Yeah, but, that uh, that Packers pass rush is nasty though. Yeah, yeah, they oh, are. They're they're nasty. They are, but they really are vulnerable on the ground. So I, I do think that you know with an extra week to prepare. They'll probably go after him that way. Well, that is going to do it. We did it, buddy. Uh, we made it through today's show. It was great having you on. Remind everyone where they can find more of you and your work. Sure. Well, I'm on covers.com. Obviously, you can come there and find tons of stats and data and information. I head up our editorial team. We have great content, video content, podcast content, uh, great social content. You can find it all there. You can follow me on Twitter at CoversJLo. Uh, I also do a podcast as well, too, which is the Covers Opening Line Report. So we sit down and kind of break down the biggest games of the week. That's awesome. Well, it was great talking to you. Hope we can do it again this season. Yeah, absolutely. Love to come back on. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again to the sponsor of today's show, BetMGM. Remember to download the BetMGM Sports app and use the promo code HARRIS to get your risk-free first wager of up to $500. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast and send a screenshot of that review to contest at bettingpros.com for your chance to win a signed Alvin Kamara helmet. 
We'll be back later this week giving you some of our best bets for week six. I'll talk to you then. 